Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go for the Adelaide 2016 season primer. I'm glad, actually, they don't use that uh, that song anymore. You remember that when they first came out? Yeah. No, they've got the pride of South Australia now. Let's be honest. Whenever Crows won, I switched off after the final siren, so I <laughs> song in fucking years. Back in the day? Yeah, and when you turn up to the matches and they, you knew they were going to win, fuck, you got out of there quick. Yeah. Well, I've only went, went and watched maybe... Six matches in total at Adelaide Oval. And, and you lived in Adelaide for how many years? Three, four, four, four years. years. And um, only two of them were Richmond games, and we smashed them in both. Adelaide Oval, Footy Park. Footy Park, yeah. Yeah, Footy Park. Never watched any of the Adelaide Oval. Yeah. No, I mean, the Adelaide Oval yet, but, you know. Bro, I really want it, I do. Nobody has said a bad word about it. So. No. And, like, they're fucking selling it out for the cricket and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah these days. So. I've always read Adelaide Oval as a venue for cricket, and uh, occasionally I'd go there for the footy when I could sneak in for free when it was SANFL. Yeah. Uh, which is about the only time you'd watch SANFL, to be honest. I just wish that someone would like take a photo of the sunset going down in there so we really knew what it was like to be there. <laughs> just that one photo? Yeah, just at least anything, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> selfish. Oh, I'll tell you what, you know where you can find it? Where's that? Everywhere, every oh, fucking time. the internet, that's right, the internet. I always forget that. It's a lovely photo. Um, Do you remember one event? We were just near that Oval. We look over and someone's playing fucking Tekken on the big screen. Are they? Yeah, they've hooked up the PlayStation. Well, it had to be PlayStation. And they've played Tekken on the big screen. I have no idea how that occurred, but I've got tons of witnesses to say it did. I was just jealous. I wanted to crack. Yeah, we should have a tournament half-time or I something. Guess, <laughs> hey, whatever Tex Walker asked for, Tex Walker gets. <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, some of those gamers now get paid more than AFL players anyway, so <laughs> fuck yeah. At the top level, they do. Yeah. Um, so let's have a look at uh, Adelaide's season 2015 at, at first. Probably um, a cock out less, though. Well, you never know, man. Um, Stay on that table for a while. Yeah, okay. It's really hard to go into the Phil Walsh <laughs> issue after that. But, yeah. Um, Mark, I feel look, terrible now. Uh, it's, it, it's, that's what the season's going to be remembered for. Um, but there's nothing really good we can say about it other than um, the players bounce back really well. And it's uh, from tragedy. Hopefully you can build something better out of it. So well, we're only going to look at the on-field stuff yeah. um, for that. Yeah. But uh, they finished 7th with 13 wins and a 14th win in the finals, which is obviously the, the highlight on-field for them for the year. And what a fucking win. Yeah. Yeah, game of the year, I'd, I'd go as far as say. Um, it'd be hard to beat. It, it's always, uh, you give extra weight to finals when you're judging these official game of the year. Yeah, kind of well, that's why even judging game of the year, I excluded that one because it seemed like a, a given. Unfair, yeah. A yeah. yeah it's, it's like the game of the year besides... Yeah, besides um, that one. Yeah. Besides that one. Especially, uh, like, like I said, the stakes on the line and what they'd been through that season. Had a bit of a rough patch after Phil Walsh's death, but yeah. you know, to bring it back like that against a team that they were 
I think they were one and one with for the season, weren't they? With the Bulldogs. Yeah, one one lost one. Mm. Interesting uh, games those ones too. Was their, their first loss yep. for the year was against the Bulldogs. Certainly was. Um, so it was you know in, in Melbourne as well. It wasn't Bulldogs' home ground, but regardless, yeah. uh, Crows won one away. Yep. And the pressure was on all day, all yeah. day long. Mm. Yep. Um, and the uh, the exciting finish, of course, when uh, was it Charlie Cameron after Tex Texas being run down the wing kicks it across. Yeah. Um, finishes off, seals Finds the win. Lace well, out. Yep. It was, yeah. um, so besides that one, where are their best wins for the year? Well, you got to throw out round one, don't you? Oh, I've got it up there. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Jesus, they look good. They looked spectacular. North looked ordinary, but Adelaide made them look ordinary. Exactly, yeah. They were made to look ordinary. Yeah. Um, when you've got North's ruck, initially you're going to say you're going to have advantage. And Jacobs was definitely... Um, an underrated ruckman, I think, for the season. It's yeah. I mean, it's one of the things that a except lot of, in South Australia they think he's yeah. fucking god. But overall, it's one of the say. things that all the South Australians are always saying that he's underrated. But he's probably the fifth best ruckman going around. Yeah, I, I could say he'd be in the top five. Um, you'd put Goldstein, Mumford, Sandlin's ahead of him easily. Yeah, and and then probably, and Stephen Martin probably had a better year than him yeah. too. And yeah. Nat Nui as a ruckman mobile unit, but probably yeah, him, Nat Nui, Steph Martin. Um, about the same level of usefulness and impact with their own team around that mark but there's three clear standouts in front of him yeah which is hard when there's you know one maybe two all Australian ruck spots yeah mm. uh, and when uh, you're not one game. of those top five you generally just concede the ruck and work around yeah. that but he's a brilliant role ruckman in terms of that they're not expecting him to win every tap they're expecting him to make a contest of it and he does that very very well he, he's uh, he's handy around the ground uh, yeah that's, when it comes to ruckman that's all you can ask for yeah yeah he moves and with they, both feet, and that's better than half of them. And they don't fuck off to another club. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that too. That's where they, they got Jacobs. He had to fuck off to them for a change. Yeah, so, I think I think they lost out in that trade. <laughs> um, there are other great wins. Uh, I had the, the the big comeback in the second showdown, around sixteen against the uh, Power. Yeah. Um, you know, dead and buried they looked, and uh, managed to come back for a, you know one of the all time great uh, showdown wins. Yeah. Did I call it a showdown? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the thing with the season Adelaide had, if this happened in the NFL, like you've got a team, they start off strong, their head coach passes away with tragic circumstances, and then they come back to make finals and have some stirring wins against the local rival and an interstate final win, that'd be a blockbuster. Like, they would make movies out of that within three minutes. Yeah, they'd lie, though, at the end. They'd oh, say, they'd that. say they won the premiership, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It'd be based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> well, we thought about a true story when we wrote this some of the names are true. That's it. Um, uh, I, I put uh, actually much to who would play much Texas to hurt me, but uh, in round nineteen against Richmond, that was complete domination. It was eleven goals twenty-two to eight goals four, and their inaccuracy yeah. cost them a huge margin, which was at a point where they started kicking huge margins. Yeah, it was a wet game too, from memory. I think so. Yeah, but just the the scoreline didn't do justice to how much they dominated that game against people that they're going to contend with for final well, spots. Well, I, I think the scoreline shows you how much they dominated, but the margin, the margin. Sorry, yeah, sorry, no, margin. no, you, you're right though. I mean, that's what you say. Yeah, especially it, when you look at the next two weeks. They played um, Brisbane and Essendon, and they won by, geez, 120, 
103, uh, 122 odd points, and then 90 odd, 90 odd and just was, absolute fucking. They kept spankings. on going against West Coast as well, which is no small feat in round. Yeah, ten goals. I was say I, I put round twenty two because that was uh, giving an absolute thumping to West Coast, who was yeah. second on the yeah. ladder at the time. Mm. I think. And, and we looked at it on paper, you would have thought the West Coast matched up well against the Crows. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, but that uh, one hundred twenty odd point uh, win against. Essendon, um, which is at Eddie Hatter Stadium. So th- that's yeah. the big thing, is they won away from home. Yep. Um, and that was Jimmy Hurd's uh, last game, that one. Yeah, it was too. I don't know what he's done yeah. since then. Oh, I, I've kept quiet. I think he's in France yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking at the best wins, the obvious thing, next thing to do is look at their worst losses. So where are their worst losses for the year? I had round four against the Bulldogs. Um, it was their first loss, and the Bulldogs sort of did to them what uh, they would later on do to other teams throughout the season. Yeah. Whereas they were completely dominated. Um, Bulldogs just wanted the ball more because the, the Crows won the clearances, which was something that we, which was sort of synonymous with them winning the game, was winning the yeah. clearances, getting first use. They, they always needed that, but they just couldn't do anything with it because of the pressure the Bulldogs had. And it was almost like Bulldogs out-hearted them. Mm. I think the Adelaide were top of the table at this stage. I mean, uh, 3-0. Yeah. But they're absolutely flying. They... Uh, put North to the sword, give yep. um, Collingwood a scene too, yeah. and then did enough against Melbourne. Yeah, because uh, especially with uh, in Adelaide, the uh, all preseason hype around Port Adelaide, yep. they really stamped their authority on their local media and their local sort of demographic about they're the ones that are really going to take the South Australian squads to the finals. Hmm. But especially to lose so dramatically and still win the hitouts and the clearances. It just shows how much hustle the Bulldogs actually had. Yeah. Adelaide couldn't make use of those clearances. They were rebounding by it from half-back so damn well and just had that raw aggression about them. Yeah, I think it was tackles was a big difference as well, which shows that um, Bulldogs, they were never far away from the ball. Even though Crows yeah. were getting first use, they are always a bit under pressure. Well, in soccer, they say keep their head down, meaning as soon as you've got a player with the ball who can look up and see options... You know, you've lost them. But if you can make sure they're looking only in their immediate vicinity and they're not looking at the next option, you can make, have them make a rash decision. You've got to force them to lower their eyes. Exactly. <laughs> um, I also had, uh, if we're talking worse losses, I had GWS in round eight. Um, only because this is a team that they've always had the wood over. Yeah. Um, I think their average margin uh, against GWS is something like 60-odd points or something stupid like that. Yep. Um, but this is one where GWS got out to a real fast start um, and then were never uh, headed. Like Adelaide came back a little bit, but um, GWS were always in control and um, Adelaide were counter-punching. Yep. So it's, it's not that they played that badly. It was just this is one they, they would have almost penciled in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he just gave up and assumed that someone was going to step up and do the job for him. A little bit like that, yeah. Yeah, again, they won the clearances. They lost the hitouts because uh, Mumford was still playing at that stage and smashed 47 of them. But uh, it, still, if you win the clearances, you'd expect it to be a fairly close match at the very least. But they got fair thrashed. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a good uh, point, too. When uh, Sam Jacobs, he can take apart um, the average Ruckman. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is one day where uh, he got beaten and the yep. team suffered. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, more often than not, he's doing the job. No, you know? he, he got beat, but he still had 25 hitouts and 22 disposals. And from a, a ruckman of his level, you'd say that's a good return. Yeah. I especially mean, with one goal, three tackles, that's that's about what you'd set his par. It just happens that he got more of the ball than Mumford. but yeah, Mumford, shitload. But Mumford managed to get a lot more ball to his uh, rovers. Um, yeah, and it, uh, the, I think that was one of the major issues with them was the strength around the ball. Mm. I mean, they've had uh, Scotty Thompson and Patrick Dangerfield who were a great one-two punch. And you got Rory Sloan running on the outside, but um, 
they, they do need those other ones in and under. Um, yeah. Sometimes you, you get a feeling that they're senior players were just trying to do a little bit too much. Um, yeah, this is about the time where Dangerfield said, uh, we're going to talk contract end of the year, don't want to be distracted. I, I think that was from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. he, he was never worried about that. Well, the uh, other loss uh, I wanted to touch on too was the first Port game, first showdown. Uh, they got pretty much headed for the whole match. Remember, like, showdown matches, they're, they're always in it. Uh, it's always happening, but Adelaide never looked like they were going to really threaten the match. And it was back-to-back losses uh, yeah. for, the, for the Crows there, too. And worse, you know, they had the initial lead and just gave it up. The Between the first quarter and the second, it's what, a six-goal turnaround. Uh, it, it hurts when you see that. They had a bit of a fight back, as they always do, but Port just would not be denied. Um, yeah, it's just, they always, it's amazing how often they split the, uh, the what do you call it, the, the showdowns. Hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, I'll, uh, I don't remember um, all, all of that game, but it, I mean, the accuracy, just looking at the scoreline there, 18-7, it's not bad from the old power yeah. um, at home, but... Um, well, when you look at that, it's 26 to 25 shots, Adelaide's favour. Yeah. Um, and Mark's inside 50s, if we have a look at those, it's another one where... You know, about the same. Inside 50s? Oh, yeah. 71 to 42. Inside 50s. Inside 50s. Inside 50s and yeah. Mark's in 50s, 10 to 12. Well, so that's very interesting, though. That you've had that many inside 50s, yeah. but um, for, for, for Adelaide. So you've had 71 inside 50s for 10 marks, yep. as opposed to 42 for 12. Hmm. So they've had nearly half as many inside 50s and had an extra two marks. So it just says that either they're absolutely flooding the back line, or you're delivering to the back line is shit. Yeah, or you're kicking points and then just immediately giving it up. <laughs> yeah, kick it back out again. Well, this is the stage too where Port was doing very much uh, a run through the middle sort of speed movement. And the the counter of that is you do turn it over quickly. But their back line was good enough to then keep pumping it through the middle. Looks like it. Um, the other uh, bad loss I had was uh, against Sydney up at the SCG. Um, only because the, it was one of those games where Sydney actually just blew it out and then coasted. Yeah, um, and it it almost felt like uh, at times that um, the crows were satisfied that it wasn't going to be a horrible loss. Yeah, um, but they were still. It was one of those games where, that, um, from about ten minutes in, they're not going to win. Yeah, um, so they weren't. The pressure just wasn't on there. But you know, you have bad days. Yeah, um, but especially uh, Adelaide won't like never like losing to Sydney since they got Tippett. Yeah, um, exactly. It's going to be interesting, actually. He still hasn't played at Adelaide Oval against the Crows. Yeah. So it's been, what, four years now? But I find it funny with a scoreline like that where you get comprehensive beat in the first quarter. Um, if they're actually if they're playing to the game plan that you've trained for and you've prepared for, and they still put their foot down like that to the get-go, it must be kind of defeating about what you do after that, like what's your plan yeah. B and your plan C. If you expect them to play that sort of game and you still can't do much about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, plan they... B and C is fuck. Can we hide? <laughs> Trade <laughs> and at resumes. Um, so back to the good news then. What? Who are their standouts for season twenty fifteen? You've got um, obviously we've got Eddie Betts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, very happy to say yet again, I was one of the people that said it was a dud trade. They paid overs. They clearly paid unders for him. Whatever yep. it was, um, they got an absolute steal. You'd say that. Uh, it's not a good stra- strategy for him to be taking all his shots from the pocket, 45, 50 out. Yeah. But the fact is he keeps kicking them. So exactly. why yeah, so, the fuck not? Yeah. You know, if, if that's his spot, run with it. We, we've seen... Um, it's not a fluke anymore. Yeah. 
No, you've seen from basketball, Steph Curry shooting from the centre uh, circle. <laughs> shooting from a different state. Yeah, you know, if you're good enough to make those shots, fucking take them. Ended up with goal of the year from the opposite pocket too. Yeah. The old lazy left foot torpy from 55. And I was completely against them naming uh, Eddie Betts' pocket, especially Adelaide Oval, where your history is cricket. And well, I mean, if you haven't got your statue at the front, you don't own any part of that stadium. <laughs> But I can see where they're coming from now. Yeah, I can say you can do it that fucking often. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah, it might be a bit like Etihad Stadium, how they rename the the ends yeah. depending on who's playing. Yeah, you know, you you got to give them some grace. Yeah, make it as long as they don't call it the Crowville. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, you can have a patch of grass. We'll give them that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's plenty plenty of people having the patch of grass around Adelaide. <laughs> uh, besides Eddie Betts, I also put Rory Laid down. Um, sorry, Rory Laid. Um, he's uh, Danny Green's love child. If you have yeah. a good look at him. Um, he's only a second-year player, yep. and he came out looking very mature uh, yeah. a lot of times. He's obviously mature-bodied, um, mm-hmm. so he's not going to be knocked off the ball. Um, he's He'll only get better with maturity when he starts his decision-making at times. Yep. He's full pace ahead, uh, which is fantastic to see. But obviously that leads to a couple of errors down the track, but fuck that, that's fine. Yeah, uh, exactly. For a, for a second-year player... If you're going to learn, you've got to be able to make those mistakes. And- exactly. And the, the fact that um, they can give him the freedom and say, you know what, mate, that's what we want. We want you to take it on the game. Yeah. yeah. You're going to bring people in the gates with that kind of run. And that's mm. what they need is, is Adelaide, someone so that you can get Texan uh, one out in the goal square. Someone needs to be able to take on the game yeah. so you can get free and get uh, free-flowing players coming through. Especially with they haven't got monsters down back. But so, but they yeah. can, if you haven't got monsters, you can have run. Yeah. And uh, he was runner-up to their best and fairest this year, so that's not a bad really? little effort. Shit, that is yeah. good. Yeah. It's funny when Best of Ferris come around, you wait for your club, but then yeah. I don't hear shit about the rest of them. Yeah, well, I mean, well, especially since my club's usually done by September. <laughs> so. Well, it's also weird when you see the Best and Ferris. You see some players win it with 83 votes, and other people, 3,472 votes yeah. coming third. Yeah. Just all the different um, scoring methodologies. Well, I think Adelaide are the only ones who give out a gold jacket for their Best and Ferris, too. Do they? I'm pretty sure it's the Malcolm Blight medal, but they get a gold jacket. Get a jacket. What's he got to do with yeah. it? Like a a golf jacket. or something. What's well, Malcolm Blight got to do with the Crows? No, what's he got to do with the gold jacket? No, no, it was always the gold jacket. Oh. Then it became the Malcolm Blight. Ah, oh, right, right, right. Well, you know, he does that questionable fashion sense, I suppose. I found out someone already taken the gold jacket. <laughs> I don't know why. I just always remember it because I remember Sean Wren getting one. And you're like, yeah, that looks really good on you, big bird. <laughs> he got the gold corset. <laughs> um, so, you, know, you mentioned Big Tex. He had a pretty decent year. Uh, probably his best on record. With the, uh, with the captaincy First sitting on his shoulders. Uh, look... Honestly, um, we can say we picked that one because a lot of people were saying, you know, him, the bloke with the mullet and the moustache at the start of the year. But no, we we were on here saying he'll do a fucking great job and lo, lo and behold, spectacular job. Best first year captain I've seen. So I can't remember if I did, but I'll take it. I'm going say, no one's going to go back and check it out. It is unfortunate. I'm going to um, contradict you there, but the second best first year captain because the other first year captain this year was Bob Murphy, who happened to be named captain of the All-Australian team. It's not a bad effort your first year. It was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I suppose not you could bad. say that. But he didn't have nearly as many photos in Women's Day as what Tex Walker did. <laughs> yeah, Hold, holding the little true. girl's hand before, <laughs> the, right. and, before yeah. the game. And yeah. he doesn't have a moustache, so he's disqualified. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he's, what, he's not a rascal. What parent didn't tell their children, don't go fucking with these big dudes, especially with a moustache like that. <laughs> so good job, Tex. Yeah. Bad, bad job, parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, one nil, Tex. Um, and of course, you've got to say, you know, if uh, you got standouts, it's got to be the best and fairest. It's unfortunate that it happens to be Paddy Dangerfield in, yeah. in this case. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to talk about him a little bit later on. Um, well, something to say about him? Yeah, he, he'll get mentioned. 
Um, so if we look to start looking towards uh, 2016, we, uh, first thing we'll do is have a look at the list changes. And let's have a look at the ins um, for Adelaide. Um, uh, a lot of thereabouts players, I think. Uh, so Dean Gore, uh, Kirtley Hampton, who I rate as the lanky uh, backman from GWS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy Menzel, who's a fantastic pickup. So Menzel. Oh. From, uh, from Carlton. Yeah. Um, I remember the first game of the season we watched, it was Carlton-Richmond. Yep. Menzel looked fantastic yeah. there. Um, he looked like he was actually going to be a very dangerous player. I actually remember making a note on my phone to put him in my um, Supercoach super coach team. And I did, and he started sucking uh, after that. But when he's on, he's brilliant. And they would have got value for him too. I don't know Eddie Betts, uh, Eddie Betts value, but decent value. Well, he's only young. He's only two or three years in. Yeah. Um, so he's at the right time. Um, mm. You know, he's he's only going to get better. But playing in you know at Carlton, a team that didn't have really much to play for for ninety percent of the year, yeah. mm. he's still giving his all. Yeah, you know, he's a lot like the Rory Laird mm. in that he's taking on the game, makes mistakes, but he's taking it on. and He's going to develop more. Yeah, but um, we watched like a couple of Carlton's early games in the season before they realised they're going to be that shit this yeah. year or last year. And he was one that still stood up even when they had that bit of confidence yep. and a bit of yeah, absolutely uh, did. They weren't yeah. aware that they were going to be crap yet, so they all were trying. I haven't looked at Carlton's best and fairest voting, but um, I, I think they struggled with it. I think they, they renamed it not best and fairest, but good enough. Yeah, um, he was probably in the top five or six. I think I think four votes would win it. Yeah, yeah. They just announced who will keep their job next year. Yeah. That's it. It was a short list. Yeah. Uh, so besides that, they also welcomed in Paul Seisman from Collingwood. Um, I think that's a good pickup too. Yeah, you got you you rate him. I think uh, in terms of value and what he can add to the team, yeah, it's a great fit. Um, I know North were looking at him a little bit too, and I thought that would have suited them, except for the fact North's average age is 60. Um, but season isn't as old as you think. Yeah, oh, he's, he's definitely young. Yeah, and like he 21, is... 22? Yeah, he's yeah. very um, very versatile in terms of you can play him, uh, well, at either end of the ground, and he still puts in a decent effort. Is he one of the uh, Collingwood players that just couldn't get over injuries, like Freeman, who went to Saints? A little bit. A little yeah. bit here and there. But also, I, I don't know if he was... He was moved around a bit. He wasn't cemented 22. He's probably mm. look in the yeah. 18 to 22 bracket yeah. of you know players on the list. And I, I, I think that he's going to be there again at the Crows. He was yeah. a hole plugger. Uh, yeah, a little bit. He, he's a depth player. Right. Because I remember um, the thing with Collingwood and the young team, youngsters they had, it was either injury or going out and banned substances. Oh, they had a lot of injuries, Collingwood. Yeah. 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 So I know they offloaded Freeman to the Saints, and I wasn't sure why they actually got rid of Seisman, because he had a bit of talent. Well, yeah, to me, he's one of those players that can play so many roles to an above-average level without going to superstar yeah. for any particular role. But you need those guys to cover when you do get injuries, and you every footy team will have at least one injury to a great player throughout the season. And Alex Keith is the last uh, in we talk about. Um, they fucked up there because he's got a cricket background, not a, not a basketball one. Does he? Um, but uh, the good thing is he's now a dual sport because he, he signed on with the Adelaide Sixers uh, as well for the um, the big bash. Did he really? Uh, yeah. Did he Damn. Did he sign up to their uh, mailing list and just get picked up or something? Something like that, yeah. which is a shame because, you know, he could have been a top-up player for well, Essendon. Could have been worse. Could have been the 36ers. <laughs> you, know, I, I, you know what? I'm going out on a limb. Probably get a spot on the bench as well. Yeah. <laughs> if he wants to play three sports this year for Adelaide, he can do it. Yeah, he's, he's got to keep man. score though as well. <laughs> By ro- his own uniform. Yeah. They rotate through. Just whoever's on the bench has got to keep score. Um, the outs. Uh, no, nothing much happened in the outs, so we can move on. Yep. Um, <laughs> Sam Kerridge. Uh, again, just, just one of those bit of a uh, 
list clogger type of player, but decent enough, but he's going to move on. Uh, James Poziadley. Um, now, Pods, you've got to say they got value out of him. Yeah. I reckon so. Yeah. Yeah. Two years and he filled the gap. I don't think he even played a game this year. No, but he's yeah. transitioned straight into coaching for them. Yeah. And also, the professionalism. You're going from a premiership player who earned his premiership medallion the hard way. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, going from stretch coach. And that is sort of the the, uh, the addiction to football that they wanted to bring into their culture. Because uh, a lot of the Adelaide players, damn talented, but there has been that question mark over their just sheer tenacity to work harder than everyone else. Um, and he would be the sort of person that would create that culture of, you know, if you're not training, someone else is and they're getting better than you. Well, you know how well he's going to prepare himself. Oh, uh, 100%. The, f- and the fact that he's done it um, late in his life, his yeah. career started late and he got himself ready. Um, and the fact that they've kept him on now um, in, the, in the coaching ranks. Oh, he would, have, he would have had... He would have had um, invitations from every club, I reckon. He's the sort of guy that you want in your back of house. Well, he's pretty versatile in what he can do in the training aspect, isn't he? Absolutely, he is. Yeah, yeah. So, and just to, like you put aside his um, prerequisites for his strength and conditioning down at Geelong and um, his experience being an older person, the people that he's been around in his career is something that you can pass on what you've learned being that player. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do, you, do you reckon he sent a resume over to Essendon when they said we've got the performance departments empty? We need someone. I don't think he'd be fucked. <laughs> yeah. think he'd, mate, I'm not cleaning up that. <laughs> think he would have got in touch with Chappie first and went. Yeah. So what's it like? Don't fucking bother. <laughs> I think he read Chappie's book and that would have told him enough. Um, and Brent Riley, Brent Riley, I think it's actually a good retirement because you know there's comes a stage when one too many head knocks is just it's not fucking worth it. Yeah. yeah. So it's a shame for his career, but it's good for him that he has he, um, had the courage to say nah, this is not for me. I, I want to do something else with my life. Yeah. And for me, it's the same with Jack Osborne. I mean, after, you know, when you're the son of a famous rocker and you've done yeah. reality TV, at least you're having a crack at it. And, you know, it, it was a bit unlucky not to make further, but, you know, you're in Adelaide, you're going to struggle. Well, you can uh, always fall back on the well, look, when you're seeing all your on best, the drugs. When you've seen all your dad's best mates die all year, you probably, <laughs> <want to> spend, <laughs> probably, probably looking forward to spending some time with him. Yeah. He, he, he can't be long. Oh, he died 10 years ago. He's <laughs> <laughs> still kicking. It's like, well, what do they call his post-mortem... Fucking Rigan, uh, the, the death rattles. Yeah. yeah, death rattles. Yeah. So Paddy then, Paddy Dangerfield. All year the the talk was Willie or Wayne. Does he want to go home to Geelong? They may as well have said he's a fifty fifty chance. Yeah, why? Because it's binary. No, because that's <laughs> that's whatever you say when there's no chance at all. He's a fifty fifty chance to play means he's no fucking chance. <laughs> Footy speak, and they should have said fifty fifty chance to play next year for Adelaide. Never gonna fucking happen. Well, I think as well. If he ever was going to come out and just go, all right, do the right thing, let people know early just so they know what's going on. After Phil Walsh dies, yeah. probably <laughs> going to put prick. that off for a bit and go, yeah, I've suffered enough. Oh, yeah. Why do I feel better again? Then I'll just fucking whack him with this. Man, imagine if you did that with eulogy. Yeah, Phil Walsh is a great bloke and I'll be sad not to be around him Got a bit anymore. fucking dark. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you stick fucked on his eulogy? <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse is what I'm saying. Oh, they got all the Adelaide supporters. So they just fucked off. They're going to... Uh, it's Without a doubt, they're going to miss him. As much as they say it's yeah. a team, it's a system, not a player, a fucking good player. Yeah. Um, yep. I'd venture to say he's the best player that's ever walked out for uh, for Adelaide. Yeah, and um, they, they... It's him and Rusciuto, and I put him above Rusciuto. Did Rusciuto walk out? No, well, he's walk... As in walk onto the ground. Oh, walk out. Right, not walk right, out right, of the club. Right, right. He yep. probably is the best player to walk out of the club. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking him or Modra, one of the two. <laughs> I think he's got Bondra covered. Yeah, yeah, I'd say too. So, um, yeah, McLeod, 
But yeah. Yeah, but I love how they try to pull out all the stops. Like they try to pull the loyalty card. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm from Victoria. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't blame him for that. I'd yeah. play every damn card possible to keep him in the team. You guys, you guys chose me, not the other way around. <laughs> He's got a long way to go, Paddy, because at the best and fairest, I thought it was great of him to say it before the best and fairest dinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And come out and say, look, guys, you know, yeah. I've had a good fucking time here. You yeah. Know, and I've tried a lot. Uh, yeah. And I'm picking up, you know, me second or me third best and fairest while I'm here. Yeah. But then he threw the misses under the bus. Did he? Threw her in, said, yeah, we're going because the old Dale wants to go. Oh, really? Was that yeah, the excuse? Oh. Kind of. He might have been a few beers in at that stage, but now, geez, he's got some decision-making skills um, issues there. That's all I'm saying. I was going to say, it's never a good point when you um, admit that you're pussy-whipped to your footballer <laughs> mates. Yeah, that's a hardball get right have there. To wear that no, one. I don't think they'll mention it next time they yeah, play. No. <laughs> never do that, yeah, no. Don't even touch it. So as you miss like the cows in the grass, you fuck stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she like growing yeah. up around dairy farms. <laughs> On her around dairy farms. <laughs> uh, also look at the draft. You know, Adelaide only made two picks, but they're both in the top 20. Um, Wade Nalera, who's uh, from the Central Districts. So that's a, that's a good pick up for starters because yep. there's no go home factor there. And probably the, the biggest shock of the draft was at pick 17, they picked Tom Doty. I'm only hoping that's the right uh, um, pronunciation of his uh, surname. Right. So he's from, um, I think, the Geelong Falcons. Oh, yeah. um, basketball background, so they've right. done that right. Okay. He's got about 50 picks earlier. But to say it was a shock, is, uh, to illustrate how much of a shock it was, I checked his uh, official bio on the draft tracker. Yeah, big question mark. They said they've picked up a, a medium forward who will um, boost their back line. <laughs> so they've clearly got no fucking idea who he is either. Well, let's be honest. Most of the shit written about the draftees is by people who've never seen them play. Well, I'm just saying, it's on the actual AFL draft website. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, you know, think about it before you hit send. Yeah, there must be a point where your deadline's due to put in all your profiles. You're like, you've got to sort of make your own little draft about who's going to make it, who's not, how much yeah, effort you exactly. put into their bios. We've got, okay, I've written up, you know, um, cursory bios for the... I, yeah. I've done the first 10. I know yeah. who those guys are. I've got the next 50, and then they pull this one out. So he's basically lost the journo draft. <laughs> I reckon they just used macros. Just pull out words like potential, um, hungry. Um, he plays just like a blank. Yeah. yeah. And throw, throw it all in there and just say, you know, hungry young player from X uh, needs to mature his body, but will be a great pickup at I, the right team. I would love to see one of them just say, Absolute shit. Can't believe they picked yeah. the game. Yeah. <laughs> Richmond. <laughs> if they said that about him, he might turn out to be a superstar. So it was Richmond. <laughs> um, we'll look at uh, their uh, draw for the year then. Uh, so their double-up games are against... Uh, this is just about my top five, yeah. is their double-up games. So they've got West Coast, Frio, North, Port, and Geelong. That's a rough little draft, uh, sorry, draw they've got there. Yeah. Um, especially when you have a look at uh, Crosstown at Port. Um, Port have got Frio, GWS, Melbourne, Essendon, and Brisbane. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. But I mean, one of those teams made the eight and the other one didn't. Yeah. I think with Adelaide, um, I don't think the double-ups will play too much as a, of a role with how they go. I think it'll come down to the first three games of the season. I agree. I think that's where we'll find out whether they're contenders or they're going to fall short this year because you've got... Two games at Etihad Stadium. You've got North and Richmond. Well, yeah, you're yeah. opening the season uh, with North versus uh, Adelaide again. And Adelaide handled North like no one's business last year. So they'd expect to do it again. And if they do, they're going to set themselves up for a very strong early run. Big difference this year, though. It's at Etihad, not Adelaide. Yeah. And yeah. If, if North aren't hungry as fuck to try and avenge that loss last year, then I'll, I don't know what the fuck I'll do. 
it'll be something really stupid. But um, yeah, if, if Adelaide can win that and win it in commanding fashion, that'll send uh, start momentum going for the whole first five matches until they uh, face Hawthorne at the G. I'm going to say it is a ripper start of the season for them because after those first three matches, then they get to host Sydney. And yeah. could this be it? Yeah. Could this be the day that Tippett finally comes back? <laughs> comes well, it's too, it's too early in the season for hamstring soreness. I, he's found a way every other time. I mean, <laughs> I know they haven't hosted Sydney that often. There's probably two or three times since he's been over there, but he has not played yet. Do you reckon it's like just poking your head into a room where you don't, don't know if you're welcome? And he's like, it's been long enough, hasn't it? I'll just, I think I'll just, he's got a fair idea if he's welcome I'll just have a look and opens yeah. it up and just fucking abuse comes flying out at him. There has been some grannies that have been knitting scarves that are now the <laughs> yeah. length of Adelaide Oval oh, they're saying, fuck on, you, tip yeah, it. They're planning on hanging him with them. For it. <laughs> been waiting for this day. This whole, you know, they're all about the, there's no more booing of the football until this cunt. Yeah. Until <laughs> well, round fucking four. I guess they can boo him again now. I'm sure they you can't tell them not to. There's no chance. <laughs> they will throw their Chardonnay in the aisles. <laughs> so I think if they can't get those first three out of their belt, it's going to be very tough to to carry that against Sydney, Hawks and Frio in that's, a row. That's well, a nice little run there. Yeah. Adelaide are around the mark of a lot of other teams in that sort of fifth to 13th sort of spot. And those first three rounds against North, Port and Richmond, they're teams in the same sort of bracket. Well, look, the first six rounds... Yeah. They play five finalists from last year. Mm. Yep. And the one they don't is Port, yeah. uh, which is obviously, you know, the, the showdown, which is always going to be big regardless. Yeah. So that, that's a real good way that I think we'll know where Adelaide are by round six. Oh, absolutely. If they, yeah. if they start the season 3-0, and oh, finalists for sure. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll smash top four. If they're 0-3, and three, they're going to be at the struggle They're team. done. Yeah. yeah. I'll say they're done. Yeah. So I think the first three will decide it and they'll not be ignoring NAB Cup, whatever the fuck they call it these yeah. days. Just hit that ground running on yeah. round one. If they're two and one or one and two, we've got no fucking idea. Anything could fucking happen. Yeah. And then uh, the other big one I've got is round eight, which is when uh, Geelong come knocking. Um, which obviously, yeah. I think that Paddy's going to get a very different uh, reception. So I, th- I think it's going to be a little bit like uh, Geelong with Gary Ablett. Yeah. yeah. They're like, mate. Yeah. Uh, how <laughs> could you? You can see the Twitter handle going, God damn it, you should that shit for us, yeah. Paddy. Looking at the players then, who's in for a big year this year from Adelaide? Who's going to be there, Smokey, for the All-Australian, or who's going to take over from Paddy? I don't think there'll be many Smokies, but I think there are lots of people that will need to put their hands up. I don't think there's one player that's going to fill in for Dangerfield. Um, you, you can't. You can't, the, yeah. the, the simple fact is they don't have another player of his level yeah. because well, there aren't many in the league. No, no, there's a couple. Yeah. And look, you've got people like Sloan and that, but they've got their own roles that they do yeah. very well, and they're not ones that are going to fill in for Dangerfield's role. So they're going to be short there, but I think you've got to be able to pick up... Um, Mainly defensive. Uh, so, hang on, is it Henderson? See the one that's playing across back flank? Sure. Back yeah, Ricky Henderson, but I'm, I'm trying to think. Yep. Was it him? Yeah. I'd like to see him step up. Uh, with him, Menzel, um, probably going from center half back, center half forward sort of area. I'd like to see them be able to hold down their zone so that their um, forward pressure is going to be still there. And see, to me, that's very important, Menzel. How he slots into the team. He could be everything they've ever wanted in that sort of player or he could just fade away and do nothing it'll maybe he'll do a bit of both like he did at Carlton but um, Adelaide are expecting big things and if he fucks around then doesn't show consistency they'll drop his ass yeah when you got guys like uh, Brad Crouch uh, Rory Laid uh, Brody Smith um, 
and then you add in a mentor who's around the same age bracket. Mm. Yeah. Jeez, that's a good core. Yeah. That, it uh, is. Probably not for 2016. Yeah, 17, yeah. 18. 17, 18, the window will start to be open and very be very so. attractive. But I mean, they, they still finished seventh, seventh this year. But yep. like we said, mm. the, the simple fact is there is nobody that can step up by themselves to take the place of Paddy Dangerfield next year. Yeah. But you get a uh, lift in uh, output yep. from all those players, yeah. all of a sudden it does make it up. So yep. it, it is a bit of a wank to say, you know, it's a team and it's a system that replaces him, not one player. But, yeah. you know, uh, there were times when, um, I, I know, especially against Hawthorne, that things were just absolutely scrappy and then Paddy would just bust through a pack. Yeah, so does it himself. You are missing those moments of brilliance. Yeah but you've got to pick up so that you don't have the longer moments of mediocrity. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, obviously it's the same game, or else Gold Coast would have won a flag by now. But Dangerfield is one of those guys that brings other players into, like Ablett, like Fife. That's where you guys like Laird, Sloan are going to struggle. They're not getting prime delivery from underneath the pack anymore. So if they're the big-year players, who's on the chopping block for them? Is Van Berlo going around again? I think so. <laughs> Van Berlo. He's been there for a while. He's been there for ages. It's almost like uh, he's synonymous with Paul Pleasure or someone like that who's had that sort of fan favourite attitude and probably and then, played a season or two more than he would have if he hadn't have had that j- role. Just got an injury at the wrong time, missed yeah. a couple of games, and then slightly less form. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he's on to the next one. Um, I, I've got, in almost an identical bracket, um, Richard Douglas. Oh yeah, because yep. he's uh, twenty nine this year. Really, um, he's if he plays next year, yep. um, he's got a chance at two hundred. But I don't know if he's going to get there. How many does he need? Uh, uh, he's got one seventy one, so he needs another. Oh, 30. that's a lot. No, that's that's well, no gimme. Seasons. That's no, no gimme. It's no gimme at twenty nine, um, especially when we've just said how good the core of young players are. Yeah, um, coming through here. Um, he did play 16 games in uh, last year in twenty fifteen. Yeah, and that's the least amount of games he's played since his first season in 2007. Was he injured? Uh, yeah. He had a couple of injuries and then had to work his way back in, but he held his spot. He played in the finals. Oh, fair enough then. Um, but I'm just thinking, I don't know if there's... Uh, he might have reached his ceiling. Yeah. And when other players are getting better, you're sort of... You're thereabouts. He yeah. might become a bit of a depth player. Yeah. When that happens, you want to be a mentor. He was good though. I mean, when he was in, he was good. Yeah. Um, but he just... You wonder how much improvement's coming from the rest of the team compared to him. Yeah, what your plan B is when you can't be the leader uh, sort of for your yeah. play. Do you have a mentor role? Do you make people around you better? What do you do to, to really cement your position? Exactly. And Talia, um, you wouldn't tell him a, a secret he didn't want kept. I mean, granted, he's he's good at uh, receiving them, but uh, how much do you trust him around the club? <laughs> well, if he gets fired, he's got a, a role as uh, Bruce's apprentice. <laughs> he's going straight to the media. He's always with inside knowledge. <laughs> he's been very unlucky. Uh, did he make All-Australian? I'm, I'm, I think he was in the squad for All-Australian last year. Um, I from what I recall, yeah. He's, um, I'm not sure if he made the actual team, but he's cemented his spot. He's not on the chopping block at all. He's safe. Safe as houses. Uh, so, <laughs> so that guarantee he's fucked. Um, if he was a coach, that'd be a worry. Yeah. Um, and I've also put Tom Lynch down. Um, yeah. To, oh, yeah. He's the second best Tom Lynch in the league. Um, and at 26 years old, he's you know always been that third forward for them. Yeah. But now you've mm. got... Um, you know, obviously, you've got Taylor Walker's going to run out of the goal square. Yeah. You've got Eddie Betts is in a pocket. So there's two forward spots just done. Yeah. And those two players don't play anywhere else. Eddie Betts doesn't yeah. have a, yeah. a big long run in the midfield. Yeah. Um, now you've got Josh Jenkins be, being that other tall target as well. And mm. he played his role very good um, for good yeah. parts of the year. So you're starting to run out now. Yeah. Um, 
and you start to become a yeah. little uh, superfluous to needs. Yeah, you're starting to want to become a double position player. 26, you should be in your peak as yep. well. Um, so if you're not um, absolutely certain of your spot by you know, 26, you've been in, at the club for a while. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he's going to get cut. He's still probably going to play 15 games. Yeah, he's got to show value. He does. He's got to, he's yeah. got to earn his spot now. He's not getting it uh, uh, straight up. Uh, so that's it for the, the chopping block then? Yeah, yep. I'd say so. Ad- All right, well, Adelaide are a very good team over the, the course of their average players. Yeah. Like yeah. They, They've lost their big superstar, which fucking hurts, but their average level is quite high. So where have we got them finishing then for the year? I think I got to snuck into the eighth in eighth you, spot. You got them right in the eighth. Yep. Yeah. Just sneak in. And I think what what I think they'll, what they lack in sort of overall talent against the rivals who are competing for that eighth spot, they'll win because of the home ground advantage they have from the whole main season. Yeah, see, you and I have got them down for 13th. Um, and to me, it, it'll, it'll vary very much depending on those first three games. If they win the three, then throw 13th out of the fucking window. They're going to finish top five. Uh, if they lose them all, 13th is about the best they'll do. Yeah, look, like like Josh said, I've, I've got them down as 13th as well. I think Paddy Hurts. It does. There yeah. are those one or two times where you just need that moment of brilliance that you've now lost, but also they've got one of the hardest draws going around. Yeah, and I think that really yep. hurts, especially how tight it is. Yeah, like like it always is between fourth and fourteenth. Yeah, um, it's going to hurt. Having said that, when you play the good teams twice, it means destiny's in your own hands. Yeah, it means obviously you get to host them too. Yeah, and the other thing is too, Adelaide do travel quite well because Adelaide is quite a central city, so they don't have the longest trek. Like, yeah, going but, to Perth isn't as bad as it is from Brisbane, from Melbourne kind of thing, because you're already four hours in. But at the same time, like, all their worst losses were away yeah. this year. Like, they, they lost to GWS away. They lost to Sydney away. Um, obviously, the, the final where they got flogged was away. Yeah, lost to the Bulldogs. Um, uh, their big wins are all at home. They yeah. don't have those big away wins, yeah. except for the semifinal. I yeah. think, though, with the 2015 season... You know, the, the dramas they did have, you can kind of... It's unprecedented. Yeah, you can kind of put an asterisk next to every game the, they the had. The entire season. Um, yeah. So I don't know whether that's going to hit them as hard as you might think. I think they'll travel quite well. Um, I think the reason they we, didn't travel so well is because they they really needed to come together as a unit and be comfortable again because the, the whole world was uh, turned upside down. So, you know, it's a bit different being comfortable getting back into the game when you're woken up in your own bed you know you've, you've gone driven in your own car to the match as opposed to go to the uh, team hotel stay in a strange bed so, send the hookers off or whatever you got to do you're rethinking on 13th then you got them higher I think they have the potential to finish higher absolutely but I think Dangerfield not being in the team is going to really hit them hard uh, I've just realised too I've actually got them finishing 12th because uh, I had Essendon Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com above them oh, but, yeah. but that was before yeah, yeah. what happened bit, yeah. Yeah. To get so, so now I've put them up one higher because there's no way that Essendon counts <laughs> anymore <laughs> um, so yeah I think that's about it for the Crows um, it should be a good year it's 
I feel like they're one to two years off really making a run for it. But Same. who knows? But I think they'll have the sort of team and the sort of hunger that you'll you'll never regret turning up to one of their games, especially at Adelaide Oval. I think they could Value be. Money. I think they could be stuck in that mediocrity of seventh to tenth for the next couple of years. Yeah. Long return. Yeah. <laughs> they might start charging triple for the Eddie Betts co- uh, pocket. And tell you what, you'd pay it. It's worth it. Tell you what, you could just count the complaints to a current affair and today's tonight already. <laughs> All right, there we go, boys. Cheers. Bye. Have a good one. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.